This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. We're internet sensations, guys. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons, 3 to 7 on WSJS. We're on a Monday drive. It is WSJS, News Talk Sports for the Triad. And with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey perhaps being the biggest story in American culture right now, today is a day this show was born for. What are we going to call them? Swiftsy? Eh. Needs work. Kind of like the Carolina Panthers do. This might not be the fairest way to appraise Frank Reich through three games, but don't say it's not relevant. This might not be the fairest way to judge, but it is relevant. The Panthers chose Frank Reich over Steve Wilkes to be the head coach back in January, and Frank Reich is 0-3 with three losses against teams Wilkes beat last year, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. And it's bizarre to see more fans and media leap to judgments on Bryce Young, who didn't play, obviously, yesterday, than are criticizing Frank Reich today. Because through three games, Frank hasn't delivered on being the coach we were sold that he was. Let's start with the play calling. The Panthers are getting this offensive guru. It's their first ever head coach with an offensive background, and he's going to call the plays. The play calling hasn't just been bad. It's been reckless. That's a lot worse than bad. It's been reckless. Andy Dalton threw it 58 times yesterday. 14 runs. 58 throws. For him to get to that total, you might think, Carolina must have been trailing this game the entire way. They led the game at halftime. 58 throws. Frank Reich was asked earlier today about this and said, My first commitment is to trying to win the game before being committed to running the ball. Well, you're doing neither. (laughs) We're more committed to winning than we are to running the ball. I want to be committed to running the ball, but I want to be committed to winning first. Well, you're doing neither right now. Frank Wright, this wasn't just a one-off. Last week, Bryce Young threw it 33 times against the Saints. They threw it 38 times against the Falcons in Bryce Young's debut. To put that in perspective, no Panther quarterback last year threw it 38 times in a game. 33 for Bryce, 38 for Bryce, 58 for Andy Dalton. Behind this offensive line, of course Bryce Young's going to get hurt with an ankle injury. Most quarterbacks would, considering how bad the line has been. False starts and protection notwithstanding. And you're going to throw the ball that many times. Frank Reich should know better than that. With his head coaching experience, you'd expect a more disciplined football team. This guy knows what it takes to win. He was with Philadelphia. Disciplined football teams they've had in Philly all the years he were there. He had playoff teams in Indianapolis. 13 penalties yesterday. Eight false starts. That cannot happen. And to Frank Reich's credit, he knows that and said as much after the game. The number of penalties that we had on offense was pathetic. And, um, you know, that starts with me uh, as an offensive coach. That starts with our offensive coaches. 
you know, getting our players ready. And that starts with our players. That's unacceptable. I mean, it's like we never played in the noise before. And if it were an anomaly, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But against Atlanta, they had nine penalties as well. This is starting to become a trend that we're seeing through the first three games with Frank Reich. Another thing that we were sold on, success in the margins. You want to hire a pro coach who is one in the pros, who knows how to win those tight games because games in the NFL are one in the margins. College coaches like Matt Rule, they have wider margins when they're coaching in college. In the NFL, you want to hire a guy with NFL head coaching experience because when the game's close, that's when they're going to be at their best. That's what we were told was the reason why you wanted experience in Frank Reich over Steve Wilkes and, and why you wanted experience of a guy who had been an NFL head coach in a way that Matt Rule had not been. I respect the Panther. But early on, where has that success in the margin been? That Falcons loss, 24-10 in the opener, was a 10-10 game going into the fourth quarter. Against the Saints, that's a one-score loss. Frank Reich had a winning record in one-score games in Indianapolis. One-score game in the fourth quarter yesterday. You end up losing it by multiple possessions. So the things that we were sold on with Frank Reich, he's not delivering on right now. The offense, like this play calling, it's been reckless. This is not a disciplined team, which you wouldn't expect from a guy who's been a successful NFL coach, like leading teams to the playoffs and winning in the margins has not done that yet. That's the man who should be getting the bulk of criticism through three games. Frank Reich, not the one who was in sweats yesterday in his first month as a pro. On Twitter, at WSJS Radio, if you want in, that's where we're streaming video. In addition to YouTube and Twitch, Will Dalton, the executive producer of this show. WD, really appreciate you pinch hitting for me on Friday. We're still standing. We're still here. I didn't catch much of the show. was too busy on a beach. Thanks for that. Hilton Head Island with Willow the dog. <laughs> Had a wonderful time. Yeah. We talked about the Roman Empire for the most part. That's it. That's something I think about quite a bit. Apparently a lot of people do. Yeah. When in Rome, mm-hmm. getting to college football. It hasn't received much national attention. But Saturday night was a monumental win for North Carolina football. Pittsburgh was the final test to prove the Tar Heels' legitimacy. There are two things. Going into Saturday, there were two things they had yet to demonstrate yet. That they can handle success well and that they can win on the road. At the root of both of those issues is maturity. Something that Mac Brown had criticized in the past with his team. We haven't proven to be a mature football team. That's why we can't really handle success. We struggle on the road. That goes back to maturity too. And how did North Carolina respond? They followed a comfortable win against a Big Ten team in Minnesota with another three-score win at Pittsburgh. That was their first road game of the year. Mission accomplished. And the way they're winning these games, it's complimentary football. Mac had not won that type of way since returning to Chapel Hill. It's been a big problem. 
Usually when the offense is good, the defense isn't. Or when the defense is playing well, the offense isn't. The defense has become North Carolina's strength. If you pay attention to the games, the defense has been better than North Carolina's offense has been. Sure, if you just watch the highlights, whoa, Drake May, left-handed throw, wow! If you just watch the highlights, you might think Drake May's carrying this team again. But that's not what's happening. In the opener, nine sacks against South Carolina. That was the highlight of the game, as Drake May had multiple picks in that game. He had multiple picks against Minnesota last week, but Minnesota was held to 13 points. They pitched a fourth-quarter shutout at Pittsburgh. They only allowed seven points in the second half. You want to talk complimentary football, it's not just offense and defense. How about special teams with a Ryan Switzer-like return for a touchdown at Pittsburgh? Drake May, he doesn't have to carry this team, but he could still have those highlight plays, like throwing a ball left-handed over the weekend. Then when you look at their schedule, they shouldn't lose for at least a month and a half. I can absolutely guarantee they're not going to lose next week. They're on a bye. But after that, it's three straight home games. Syracuse, win. Miami, that'll be a good game, but at least it's in Chapel Hill. Let's call that a win for now. Virginia, in Chapel Hill, yes, please. Then they're at Georgia Tech. Campbell's coming to Chapel Hill after that. North Carolina, there's a very real scenario they could be 9-0 going into a home game against Duke in mid-November, going into that gauntlet stretch that closes the regular season, Duke at home, at Clemson, at NC State. But the final test, for me at least, was Pittsburgh in order to believe this Tar Heel team is a legit contender. Don't say they're not a college football playoff dark horse. Look at where TCU was at this time a year ago, and you tell me how plausible at that point it was for them not just to get to the playoff, but to win a playoff game, get to the national championship game. If TCU can do it with a first-year coach, why not Mac Brown and Drake May? If TCU can do it with a quarterback that looks like Josh Graham, why not, why not Drake May? Why not Mac Brown? That was a really big test that they aced over the weekend. So much that we need to get to today. So little time. Like the fact my Baltimore Orioles magic number down to three. It's only... Six games left, WD. I know. Down to three. Let's get to the finish line, birds. Back to football, though. Ryan Day went off on Lou Holtz during the post-game on-field interview. Ohio State wins dramatically on the final play at Notre Dame. And what is on Ryan Day's mind Lou freaking Holtz. This is what it sounded like on NBC, absolutely without any edits. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What? What he said about our team. What? What he said about our team. What? I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. 
being interviewed by Mean Gene Ogerle, I mean Catherine Tappan, Ryan Day, going off. I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. Been in bed for two hours. He's 86. <laughs> but that's not the funniest part. That's not the funniest part, imagining Ryan Day getting into a into a wrestling ring with Lou Holtz at 86 years old and wanting to sling with him. Lou Holtz, who hasn't been on television in a decade, hasn't coached in 20 years. That's not the funniest part. The funniest part of this is the fact that Ryan Day was reacting to Lou Holtz saying something the day before on Pat McAfee's show, and Lou Holtz was on saying what he did during a segment he was being interviewed by some guy dressed like Lou Holtz and doing a bad Lou Holtz impression. You can kind of hear him during the clip that Lou Holtz or that Ryan Day was reacting to. You can hear this guy, this this yokel, you can, doing a bad Lou Holtz impression during the clip. Notre Dame is a better football team than Ohio State. Love hearing that. Please, coach. And let me tell you why. We have the best offensive line in the country. Sam Hartman won't even get his jersey dirty all year. He has time to throw the football. The offensive line, we have great running back. Esteem is averaging about 10 yards a carry. We have great receivers. So offensively, we're set. Defensively, our defensive line's better. And you look at Coach Day, and I coached at Ohio State under Woody Hayes. We won the national championship when I was there. So I'm proud of that. However, he has lost to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan twice. And everybody that beats him does so because they're more physical than Ohio State. You can hear the, the crowds doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? They are. They are. And Ryan Day is listening to this. Again, you can't see the image, but it's a guy sitting next to Lou Holtz, dressed like Lou Holtz, wearing a Lou Holtz mask, doing a bad Lou Holtz impression. And Ryan Day is so fumed about this. That moments after he got the best win he's ever had as Ohio State's coach, he's thinking about what Lou Holtz said. That's what he's thinking well, about. What Lou Holtz is right now. What? What he said about our team. <laughs> what? What he said about our team. What? I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. How many times are we going to teach you this lesson, old man? Unbelievable. Ryan Day, he wasn't the only coach cutting wrestling promos. Oh, my God! That's Dan Lanning's music! Rooted in substance. Not flash. Today, we talk with our pads. Rooted in substance. You talk with your Right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't gonna be 
be played in Hollywood, it's gonna be played on the grass. Right? It's gonna be played on the grass. Let's go! Coach Prime sucks! Coach Prime sucks! <laughs> Those who know, no. That was Dan Lanning blasting Coach Prime in the locker room before Oregon blasted Colorado. Here's the thing. He wasn't wrong. Dion probably would admit, yeah, I'm trying to get those clicks. Yeah, we got Lil Wayne out here on the field. We're doing all these things. Why? We want people to notice us, and we want recruits to want to go to Boulder. We don't have success to sell, so we'll sell that. Yeah. Clicks. Sure. Attention. Sure. What's... What what religion is worshipped more in America today than the the religion of celebrity? Yeah, clicks, attention. That's what that's what kids want. And um, he wasn't right or he wasn't wrong. And here's the thing: it worked out for Dan Lanning's team too. Let's go to Tom in Greensboro, who is a UConn fan that went to the Duke game. Oh my gosh, that was one of the picks I handed out this weekend. First losing week that we had, we went one and six. It wasn't good. Send me that cash yeah. out. Man. I was in on the Huskies. Tom, that must have been yeah. not the most fun thing if you were a Husky fan. No, we got taken to the woodshed. Um, my one, love your show. My one Thank question you. is, you know, our our defensive All American candidate linebacker got called for targeting in the first quarter, and the call on the field, the ref goes, you know roughing the quarterback or unnecessary roughness being reviewed for targeting. And then it comes back and it goes, no targeting. And then like a minute and a half later, they come back and go, oh, wait a second. It is targeting. He's thrown out of the game. And the uh, TV announcers and the radio announcers said the review was reviewed again by the ACC you know, staff. Any comment on that fiasco? Um, no. I don't have a comment on it. About it? I, honestly, I I don't I, I don't know. I ha, I don't remember that. I was on a beach at Hilton Head. It sounds like what you're saying is wrong. It doesn't surprise me if it's ACC refs. It's funny if it benefited Duke that that happened because Duke infamously had a play reviewed when the laterals against Miami happened on the final play in 2015, and then they re-reviewed it. And then they said that it counted, and of course it should not have counted because there were three things that were illegal that happened during the play. I will say this. You're probably right, Tom, the way that you described it there. But, and I'm not saying you said this, you lost by 34 points. That's that's the main thing there. Yeah, I, I, I don't think at any point that game was in doubt. I am glad to hear, if the way you described it, if it happened in the first quarter, he will be able to play in the next game. One of the rules I hate is when a guy gets a targeting call in the second half and they're not able to play the following first half. So no impact for UConn in the next game. Sorry you had to sit through that game up there in Hartford. Big news here, WD. Usher got the Super Bowl halftime show. Darn right he did. What? Or I guess is Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, what? What? It is confirmed, though, that Taylor Swift turned it down. That's been reported. What? Taylor Swift said no. And that was my first thought. She had to have said no for you to get the Usher. There's nobody who's sitting there today saying, you know, who should we get for the halftime show? We got Usher. We got Taylor Swift. Let's ask Usher. Nobody is saying that. Not even Usher, probably. Usher's... Usher probably got the call and said, did you ask Taylor first? 
Oh, oh, she said no? Okay, then I'll do it. That Even Usher probably reacted that way, which means the Super Bowl halftime show has become what, for Taylor Swift, what the NBA All-Star dunk contest has been for LeBron James, where it's like, come on, just do it for the people. Do it for the people, LeBron. You're not going to do a dunk contest? Come on, Jordan did the dunk contest. Vince did the dunk contest. Come on, LeBron, please do it. And now it's just going to become this thing. Taylor, perform the halftime show. Why haven't you performed the halftime show? Usher. This only works if he brings Bieber out. Because, of course, there's that relationship there. I'd be fine for a Bieber with a Bieber-Usher halftime show, maybe, just as long as most of it's Justin Bieber. But Usher hasn't had a hit since 2010, which is fine as long as you're Paul McCartney, as long as you're Bruce Springsteen, as long as you're Dr. Dre. I don't think at any point, even in the 2000s, I know because I was there, where we're like, yeah, what's the biggest thing in entertainment right now? Usher? I mean, he's definitely one of them. No. In the 2000s? No. No. He's he's not as big as Jay-Z. He's not as big as Kanye. He wasn't as big. I'll even won't even give me a Lil Wayne halftime show before we get to an Usher halftime show. Well, I agree with but that. But I'd still I'd still think that bar's too low for Lil Wayne. And again, for I Wayne? love Lil Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Lil Wayne to carry a halftime show? I again. I think the bar is Taylor, it's Drake, it's McCartney, it's it's you have to be one of the iconic people of your generation, I think, to be worthy of doing this show. And I don't think Usher qualifies as that, just me personally. Let's go to Joey in Thomasville. Apparently, I'm not alone in having bad picks this weekend. I went one in six, including picking Joey in Thomasville's Washington Commanders. That didn't go well. Joey in Thomasville, how bad were your picks? Well, I, you know, I didn't do bad, but, you know, that means you didn't win. You know what I'm saying? And I just had some crushing defeats. You know, I could have been, you know, featured on uh, Scott Van Pelt's, you know, bad beat. See, that's the thing. I, a, I uh, lost, and I wasn't even close. I chose Washington. I chose UConn. I wasn't even close. I chose Boston College, and then I look at it, and it's Boston they've given College. up 49 in the first half. Like, yeah, I wasn't even close. Well, I had, I had a three-game parlay, okay, uh, in college football. The first two hit. So then I just need, uh, you know, um, Notre Dame to cover, yeah. okay? And so there, it was a three-point uh, three difference. So when it comes right down there to the end, I think, okay, if they score that touchdown, there's not enough time on the clock, I'm going to win this bet. And they, they, they get in because is it not? I, I assume it's the same in college. Do they kick the extra point now? They don't when time's out, right? When time's out and the game's decided, which is why the Ohio exactly. State-Notre Dame finish – was something a lot of people paid attention to because there was no time initially, and then they said there's one second left on the clock. Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. And then that doomed me in, and then I had an over on the Minnesota-San uh, uh, Diego game, knowing that they would score a lot more, I thought, than 54 points. Well, Minnesota gets down there first and goal, and they have four opportunities to put the ball in the end zone, and I cover, and no, they don't do that. And then, you know, to, to make matters worse, I had a three-game teaser uh, in the NFL, hit the first two. I changed my last pick at the last moment. I had the Jets, I mean, excuse me, the Patriots, and I said, you know, you know I'm not sure about this one. I'm going to go with the Ravens. And how many opportunities did the Ravens have to win and put that game away? And I would have won that bet. Instead, I don't lose one. I don't lose two. I lose all three. 
but it is what it is. That's tough. It is. That is it. Trust the process. Uh, I appreciate that. Against ECU legend Gardner Minshew, it didn't quite work out. And now, on with the show. Showtime. Back to the drive with Josh Graham. We need to hit on what the heck happened to Wake Forest football in just a bit. WD was at that game. But there is no sports show more equipped to have the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey conversation than this one. I am a Swifty. Love Taylor Swift's music. And I'm super excited that she's at an NFL stadium, enjoying the Kansas City Chiefs as so many of us have enjoyed the Kansas City uh, Kansas City Chiefs. This is the biggest thing in American culture right now. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Fox couldn't stop panning over to Taylor at every opportunity during this game. Honestly, If Fox would have done the double box, where you have half the screen on the game, the other half on Taylor Swift, what would the reaction have been? People would have lost their minds. Positively or negatively? Negatively. I don't think so. I I, do. I think there's enough interest in Taylor Swift watching the game that you're going to rope in a lot of people who otherwise would not be watching this game. It's... Kind of like when they broke into the NBA Finals 30 years ago. Double screen where OJ's in the Bronco. You're comparing Taylor Swift to OJ in the Bronco. In terms of national celebrity, <laughs> I am. Oh, my God. Like, <sighs> let's, but also, Chiefs-Bears that's a blowout isn't the NBA Finals either. You, no. It isn't. It's so not. If, if, we, if I can agree that Taylor Swift being at a game is not... OJ and the Bronco, you can agree that <laughs> Bears Chiefs, that's a blowout in the first half, and no one, nobody has any doubt in the result, having that's not the NBA Finals either. No, I thought they would wait for like a Monday night football or something I'm saying, like that. When the game's 31 to nothing at halftime, why not in the second half just go double box and have <laughs> here's Taylor Swift on one half of the screen and Here's the Chiefs extending their lead to 34 to nothing. Like Patrick Mahomes left the game at one point. He had the ankle deal where he left the game early and they're up 34 to nothing. Uh, at that point, double box it. I'm more interested in Taylor Swift than I am in this game. And it seemed that Kevin Burghart and Greg Olson were more interested in that as well. Understandably so. Every single thing she did was being overanalyzed. Oh, who's that guy she's with? What's that chest bump about? That that was pretty cool. Is that an expletive? Can I say that on the radio, what she said? Probably not. Not, No, you can't. Don't don't think I can. It does seem like a real relationship. She was with his mom. That's what I'm saying. Without him in the room. She's just... What WD said there needs to be emphasized. Taylor Swift agreed. She knows the rumors that are out there. Yeah. She agreed to go to this football game. And sit next 
to Travis Kelsey's mom, the person that she apparently has interest in, might be dating, sit next to her for an entire football game in Kansas City, Missouri. That's not where Taylor Swift lives, by the way. She I didn't think wasn't so. Wasn't just no. happening about Missouri. I don't think. <laughs> right? She went, she flew into Kansas City to go to this game which was going to be a blowout. To sit next to Travis Kelsey's mom while Travis Kelsey was not with her. That is a good point. Like she could have chose a primetime game to go. No, obviously it's because Travis Kelsey extended the invite. She showed up. One of the best tweets I saw from yesterday, and there were some good ones, man. Yeah. This was popping, and it still is. This is like when you're in high school, and there's the guy who said that she, he, he's getting the, the hot girl from across town at a different school to come to prom with him. Oh, it's, it's exactly like that. And you think there's no chance in heck that it's true. Or that she's going to show, and then she shows up. It is that is such a good that's, tweet. That's what this is. And you saw them walk she out together. Up, they walked up out together. Thanks to who was the source on that? I have no idea. It was I don't know. It was Walter Payton's son, Jarrett Payton, who just so happened to be there and got video of Taylor and Travis Kelsey walking out. Travis was wearing a Taylor Swift inspired outfit. They left together. And I had to they do They left together. They weren't holding hands. I had to do a double take on that though. I was like, because they looked like hands. they could, but they weren't. They were not holding hands. No. It's important stuff. I am rooting so hard for this to work. Like people always claim that like someone over the weekend even called me a wolf pack homer. What? Which is great. Oh man, you were weight guy. Oh, weight guy. Wait, shit. State Homer. Like people always love to say I root for some team. I have some secret agenda or whatever. <laughs> Now, I'll tell you what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Taylor and Travis to make this work in our crazy world that we live in today. Taylor and Travis. I didn't put that together until now. TT. TT. Mm-hmm. I want that to work out. Because if they win, we all win. America wins. It's the greatest power couple we've seen since Jay-Z and Beyonce. And here's the thing. Neither of them play sports. Like, there's not the crossover appeal. Like, Jay-Z and Beyonce, they are super popular within the realm of that they both participate in. You know, like Brad Jelena, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, both actors slash actresses. Okay? Like, this is crossover appeal. Like, I'm trying to think. I can't think of something at the moment where you have... It's like Carrie Underwood dating Mike Fisher. I think that was his name. The, the NHL player... If hockey were the most popular sport in America, which of course it isn't. It is Mike Fisher. Thank you. He was good, by the way. Preds, LA Kings, if you need it for your immaculate grid. Hurricanes were in the grid today. Got like a .08 answer. Really proud of myself. Oleg Trevordowski. There you go. That's for one person. Whoever you are, that was for you. The Taylor Swift... Travis Kelsey power couple. This is something I want to talk about with Permar when he joins us. Have we had anything like this? Where you have somebody at the top of the sports pyramid. You're playing. You're one of the best players in the best, in, in the most popular sport. Dating somebody who is another American titan of popularity. 
Like maybe I mean it's like Tom Brady and Giselle, but Giselle wasn't super uber famous in America. Where does Russell Wilson in Brazil she is and Sierra oh. go under the Because I did think of this. My goodies. But but here's the thing. Sierra not even like again, Taylor Swift is the biggest thing in music. At no point was Sierra that. And Russell, it's like when people are mad at me about this Usher thing. Oh, dude, Usher's the highest selling R&B act. He should get that. Oh, okay. Well, George Strait's the highest selling country act. How'd you feel about a George Strait halftime show? I like both of them, but I don't think either should get the halftime show. That's what I'm saying. Like Taylor Swift's a different level of fame than most people we're talking about who are famous within that field, that industry. Well, not only that, Russell Wilson's quiet. And not only is Travis Kelsey one of the best players in the game, he's also one of the best brands or slash personalities in the game. Yeah, you're Person- right. I guess the one level that you could take it higher is if he played quarterback. Yeah. Like if Sierra was Rihanna, oh. then this isn't this is a, not even a conversation. No. Like if Sierra were Rihanna, that's that's close to the level of what we're talking about, though. Oh yeah. Like if Russell Wilson were dating Rihanna ra- or married to Rihanna rather than Sierra. And that that's what we're talking about if it were Travis Kelsey getting married to Taylor Swift in a hypothetical. You're on the drive with Josh WSJS. In honor of Double T or... Swift C, the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift item that seems to be. We'll do a Taylor Swift theme skips or plays with Hayes as Hayes Permar joins us now. Hayes, I we were about to rap battle. Ooh, rap battle back and forth. <laughs> I think I, I think, think the same thing happened. The, thing where the headphones <laughs> got connected where we can't hear them again, and he knows it so. The second time usually works after the first no, time. No, we can't it. hear you, Hayes. No. So this is the part where he disconnects and then connects yeah. back in. Same thing happens with the Peloton and my wife's AirPods. Oh, does where, it? Or actually, it's my AirPods. They'll connect to her on the Peloton every single week. It's so annoying. It's got to be very frustrating for you. Oh, every single time. Like, oh, it just automatically connects. And then the other AirPods... They will not connect hers anyway. That's See, this is the perks of watching our YouTube stream is watching Hey struggle with this right now. I'm enjoying that. I'd I, like to do, do the play-by-play on that where Hayes is <laughs> he's yelling obscenities now. He is. Which would be great. Him. We could pretend that we heard that. Whoa! Oh. Can't say. You got. Oh wait! Hold one sec! Hold one oh, sec! God. <laughs> I think we can actually hear that now. No, 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 we it couldn't hear that. Terrible. You sound like a robot. Yeah, something sounds like a robot. Oh, boy. Let me kill. That was kind of interesting. It did. It sounded like a <laughs> lightsaber. It did. Maybe get him out of here. And yeah. then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Hayes got himself out of here. There he goes. Because we do have a lot to cover with Hayes Permar. We've gotten a number of submissions in here for best celebrity couples that we have. Involving sports, like, and you got like Joe D, Joe DiMaggio with Marilyn Monroe that comes up, Sierra and Russell Wilson. Like, Hayes, if this is a legit thing, I think we have them now. Like, how how high up on the list in terms of sports celebrity couples 
would Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey be? How high up? Well, let's start here. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we can. Now we can hear I'm going to stop. I've been trying to do headphones because I thought this would be a better sound, but whatever. I'm over it. You sound great. Again. All right. Well, I'll just do it this way. Um, power cup. So so you want both both sides of it have to be power, but now, only one has to be an athlete? I guess, you know, if the power is so great on one side of the ledger, maybe not. Like Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher. No one knows who Mike Fisher is in terms yeah. of hockey, but... We know who Carrie Underwood is. Um, I mean, that's similar to like then. Uh, I feel like you could just start taking. I mean, uh, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchin, right? Like that. That's number one, probably. You would think internationally, but I guess if you're, is Giselle a huge deal in America? Do people know who Giselle is? If not for Brady, this might be me on a sports show. Love sports, like being a guy who would not otherwise know who Giselle is. And not have that awareness. Maybe Giselle is that super famous, and I don't know it without Tom. I, now, so supermodels have changed. Like I used to know who, if you were on the front of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue in the eighties or nineties, like you were super famous. Like who's Cindy America. Crawford in two thousand twenty-three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Giselle's on that level. I think she's. I think even without marrying Brady, she was like, wasn't she Victoria's Secret angel? Like I, I think she was pretty strong. So to be like super huge supermodel plus. Super Bowl winning quarterback that everybody knows. I I put them over Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Would you put Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift over Russell Wilson and Sierra? That is tough. Nah, Swift probably gets that. Especially like if Kelsey were just a good player, it'd be one thing. But like he's won a couple couple Super Bowls and he's he's probably the what? Maybe the second most well-known player on that team behind Mahomes, then it's Kelsey now that especially yeah. now that uh, Hill's gone. So like, yeah, it's pretty. Here, here's what I want to talk about, Josh. You Please. want to talk about power couples? Let's do it. I want to talk about. It's not just uh, boxes, sweet VIP line. It's not that etiquette. It's not that I cared that Taylor was like cutting it up, but like she was going way too hard. I don't know what their relationship is, but whatever it is, it hadn't been going on that long. Right. Yeah. Like at the most, they could have been dating for a month and she's just doing way too much. Oh, you're saying she's turning on like yeah. award show Taylor where she's singing yes. every song and, and, and acting like she's super into actually, it. Maybe if that's actually who she is, I'm starting to like get a sense of why she has so many dudes that she sings breakup songs about. Right. Oh like she looks like a, dude, a, a, a girl that the guy's like, man, she seems awesome and really cool. And then she comes to your first football game and she like goes way over the top bananas. And you're like, Whoa, we've only been going out two times. Like I, 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 you know, I think she just comes on a little strong and I think that was it in full, like standing next to mom, pretend, you know, being all in let's effing go, you know, just, it, it, it'd be just chill and sit there. Like, you know, um, it, she was just a little extra. That's all a little too much. How does an Usher halftime show hit you? Because to me, it's underwhelming, and I'm getting a ton of crap for saying that. Uh, no, I think you're wrong. Um, I think you, you know, first of all, you got to be big, and he's big enough, right? He's Is big he? Enough. Yes, 100%. Um, now, more recently, the Super Bowl has been going for acts. Well, this, this isn't necessarily true. To me, the Super Bowl used to be more about, well, I don't know. When Michael Jackson did the Super Bowl, he was hot, right? Yeah. Like he was in prime Michael Jackson. 
But like when the Rolling Stones or Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen, you can did rule it. those out because that's the five years after Janet Jackson. So they did the safest thing possible, and they did in a row: McCartney, Rolling Stones, Bruce. Like they, you can rule those out and say that that right. there's a reason why they went that direction. I that think time. I think for the same crowd that and you know when they brought in uh, Dre and Snoop, then they tried to be like, also we got Kendrick Lamar. But I think they know we are aiming for people who liked music from like 20 years ago, even if it's rap. And now you can do that with rap and be like, great, let's bring on or 25 years ago. And I think you're underestimating people who were in college when Usher was hot and how great those songs were. Should, lot, would you, would Lil Wayne be a better choice than Usher for the same reason? No, because you're trying to hit the 40-year-old demographic. But the problem you. is the genre for me. Like, it's my issue is like Adele is super hot, right? But Adele's music wouldn't be great for a halftime show. Like, it's like when people say, well, where's the country halftime show? It's like, I mean, George Strait, if you got a halftime show, just wouldn't fit the show. And it, R&B, even though Usher might be the hottest R&B artist of the 21st century, I, I'm concerned about the genre. It, it, it would have to be like Justin Bieber and Lil Jon showing up in order for this to be something that I think hits. And that's a really tight window to throw it into. Now, and you only you only need like I mean, some people jam twelve songs in there, but you need like seven songs, right, to really get it done. He's got that like nine number he, one hits. He's got caught up, and you know he's gonna drop. Yeah, like when he drops, yeah, everyone will be like, all right, this is all. like he's got a couple feel good tunes that you'll walk away being like, you know what? That is he gonna play Burn? Stuff. Is he gonna play so, Burn? I think he could like because he sings. He's got to work in burn and. Uh, um, I also get Usher mixed up with Neo. Who who did Mad? I Baby, know. I Here, know. Sometimes it's gonna rain. Who that sang that? Neo. Oh, that's Neo. Here's the other thing about Usher that you forget, unless you were at Dreamville last year, like I was, and you were reminded of this. Usher can dance. Huh. Usher has moves more so. I think he's a better dancer than maybe Bruno Mars, who like maybe tried to dance some, but like between a couple feel good bangers, like yeah, and caught up and a couple other ones, he can dance. And I will say this rap, uh, when I when we went to Dreamville Festival, the second night it was J. Cole and Drake and Lil Wayne and all them, and it was obviously awesome, but they were rapping their songs off a track, like recorded. Usher on Friday night at Dreamville Festival had a horn line with them. My man, and it was just a performance. So having seen that, I think we're going to be all right. Okay, you're, you're selling me on it. A couple feel-good hits. He's going to dance. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. We're going to like You're it. selling me on it. I appreciate it. it will, it's not, Usher's not going to vault into, that was a top three Super Bowl of all time. No. But I think you'll walk away and be like, that rocked. Yeah. I feel good. If Shakira and J-Lo can pull it off, and they did, I, I think Usher can pull it off too. Okay, I buy that. What do we got in uh, Skipser Plays with Hayes? Let's do this. Taylor Swift. Hayes Permar is somewhat of a renaissance man, an expert in the finer things, but he hangs his hat on music. Loves his God, and he's no friend of Satan. He was like, oh, six, getting busy with his sticks, been watching Big Mike and Lil Trick. I, I just need a Zion and someone he can dunk on. Today, Hayes will decide if this music is smash or trash, glows or blows. It's time for skips or plays with Hayes. Let's try to move through this pretty quickly because I have something to surprise you with at the end, Hayes Permar, right. that I think you'll All enjoy. Right, Let's go. 
R.I.P. Smash Mouth. Let's do this thing. What's the first Taylor Swift song? Uh, because this is the color that Travis Kelsey's jersey is, we're going to go with red. Don't even play the song. Skip. <laughs> you want to go fast? We'll go real fast. Skip them. Skip. Get her out of here. All of them? No, I'm just kidding. I guess I'll listen. Let me hear some more red. Losing him is All right, that's enough. Skip. Get it out. Hey, what'd you hear that you didn't like? It's the other way around. You got You got to prove to me you're good. Uh, you got it. Like, you got to come in hot. What's the I next like one? I like a couple Taylor songs, but that's not grabbing well, me. Well, let's see if the next one is. Probably what she's told Travis Kelsey, you belong with me. She wears short Hold one skirts, second. I wear t-shirts, she's cheer And where is she? All right, this is a hit. This is a play. I'll, I'll admit it when she's got a song that hits, and this is a hit. She wasn't. You know how mad I would be if I paid a thousand dollars. She didn't pay like play like all three of the songs that I actually like of Taylor Swift. Yeah, uh, I'd imagine. Yeah, I would go to a concert. Fun. I'm not even that huge a fan, but I know enough about her concerts and what people have said to be like, I would, I would, I'm not going to pay what it costs to go to a concert. But I hear she's putting on a hell of a show and working it, and I would go to a concert. Last one. Let's see if we go two for three. Before Travis Kelsey was her almost boyfriend, Karma was. That sounds bad lyrics. Karma, no, no, karma, no. Karma's a cat. Hey, I'd be, be a better song if it was called Karma and it was all about punctuation. In fact, I might do that. Kama is my boyfriend. Kama is a god. Not bad. Kama is a cat. Okay. That's what it is. You got to tell me which wrestling promos better, Hayes Permar. We're going to play two for you. Right. You tell me which one's better. This is up my alley. In one corner, we've got the gentleman from Columbus. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What? What he said about our team. What? What he said about our team. What? I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. And it's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what. I love those kids. And we got a tough team. What? That's one corner. In the other corner, we got the gentleman from Eugene, Oregon. Rooted in substance, not flash. Today, we talk with our pads. Rooted in substance. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man, right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference, right? This game ain't gonna be played in Hollywood, it's gonna be played on the grass, right? It's gonna be played on the grass. Let's go. The, the second guy, the Oregon coach had the better single line, even if it was extremely ironic and hypocritical to, like, be spouting a line with a camera in your face. My God, that's that Dan Lanning's music! Um, <laughs> that was good. But the overall speech and the way he, like, built to it, I got to give it to the gentleman from Ohio. Um, and the, the, the funny part is... Ohio yeah, he, or Oregon? Oregon had the better line. Oh, okay. But okay. as far as, like, the full speech... I'm the Ohio guy. Where is Lou Holtz? I'm asleep. 
been asleep for about two hours. Is he even on TV anymore? Like, I didn't hear anybody talk about what Lou Holtz has said before the game. Oh, what's great is it is a clip, not a joke. You can find this on the internet. It was from Pat McAfee's show the day before, and it was from a segment where, where, where Lou Holtz was being interviewed by a guy dressed like Lou Holtz with a Lou Holtz mask doing a bad Lou Holtz impression. Ryan Day watched that, and that's what he was thinking about 15 seconds after the greatest win he's ever had as a coach. All right, but here's my question. Are these guys actually mad? Or are they just seeing Dion give crazy speeches and get attention? And they're like, wait a minute, I, I want that. I, I would like to do that. They're just doing their best Dion Sanders impression. There's nothing better than what, what what's Ohio State regs now? Three? Yeah, they're like four now. It's, it's us against the world. We haven't been at, ranked outside of the top five in like five years. Everyone thinks we're probably going to make the college football play, but that's against the world. But no, they're all just trying to do their best Deion Sanders impersonation, and I love it. I'll pass this along on the way out. Thanks so much for the time, by the way. Hayes Permart, the last Notre Dame game to crack 10 million viewers like Saturday's game did. The Bush push from 2005, Matt Leinert scoring the touchdown to beat Charlie Weiss and Brady Quinn. It is the uh, largest college football audience they've had in 30 years for a game on NBC, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. There you go. Permar. Maybe the uh, uh, hit up any people you know at ESPN. We got to get the Weather Moose on College Game Day. Weather Moose is the official weatherman for Duke Athletics. Did you know this? I, I didn't know that. And uh, maybe this time, see, the first College Game Day, somebody brought a a, a uh, fathead of my head to to the game or to game day in Charlotte. Kyle, the Amazon driver, calling you out. We got to see if we had a repeat appearance of the Josh Graham Boston College face for College Game Day. Boston College? How much College? Do you have to pay him for that? Not a cent. I'm kidding. But yeah, get the weather. The weather moose is the official weatherman for Duke football. Get him on game day. We need a segment on weather people in uh, in college football. Make it happen, Jess Graham. I know you know people.